Hello, my name is Mark. Hi, I'm Brian, and welcome to the Therapy Shed podcast. told off yeah. but all right Brian nice to see you sir. yeah I think the way around they're like hello Brian sounds very official yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, Brian. hello very, here we nice. are back in the therapy shed again we are it feels a bit strange today um different day we normally, we normally yeah I guess we've got a different recording day. well this is the thing you know we are dedicated to the uh, to the core we are to the yeah. podcast hello everybody welcome back to the therapy shed podcast I hope everybody is well and taking care of the yourselves there mm-hmm. yeah how's tricks with you Brian good yeah feeling good um, yeah busy doing different things working good podcasts, good just life but good but good yeah you you're saying doing different things and I think that's a good one isn't it because I think often having a sense of almost variety like diversity in our in our routines as best we can is so important, isn't it? You know what I mean? It yeah. really is. It's a little bit like when we say not to have your needs met by only one thing in your life, you know. And obviously, we all, as as people, are hu- we all have our, our human needs, um, and it can often be a. I think it can be a trap that we're all we can all be susceptible to sometimes, where we think, "Oh, I'm getting all of my." Whether it's my self worth, my sense of adventure, yeah. my a sense of feeling cared for, supported, yeah. loved, whatever it may be, um, met by only one area of my life, or even sometimes only one mm-hmm. person in my life. Definitely. And it's really important actually to be able to, to have a bit of a of a network, isn't it? You know, as you say, a bit of a variety. Definitely. Yeah, because the problem with that is if you know if you say it's your job. And all you do is it's it's everything's about work. You focus on work, and you might love your job, which is which is always a bonus. But then that might come to an end. The company might decide to cease existing or mm. move away or, or whatever. And then if you've got nothing else, then you can almost feel quite lost, and it can affect um, how you feel. Same with a more obviously one is like a relationship where if you spend all of your time with say a person that you're in a relationship with. And, and don't see anybody else as in friends, family, yeah. things like that. And then if that relationship then comes to an end, then again, people can often feel um, a bit lost and people can feel like, well, what, what do we do now? And that sort of almost leads us a little bit into Absolutely. what, just what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, it really does. That, that even feels like we planned it, but we didn't, didn't we? We didn't. It was just, you know, fluent like lightning. Just, you know. Yeah, just flows. <laughs> But you know, of course, yeah, it really does. You know, it's a hugely significant uh, component of self-esteem, isn't it? Yeah. Which is what today's episode is about. Today's episode is all about (laughs) self-esteem. It is indeed. I think also as well. Sorry, just before we we get into that, it might be worth saying that we're trying something a little bit different today, which is a little shorter episode to see if people um, find it um, 
better or have a difference or just we'll go and get feedback off, off everybody that listens um, to see if doing a little half an hour um, episode on a particular subject people prefer that rather than us doing an hour an hour and ten minutes type, type mm. thing so yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I've got to talk a little bit faster the chat well, yeah I don't think that'll be a challenge for you and I <laughs> talking quickly um, yeah but with the like so so self esteem and I guess first of all it'd be good to start with well might sound like a, a very obvious question but I like asking obvious questions yeah obviously last <laughs> What is self-esteem? What do we mean when we? Because it's kind of a generic term in many ways, isn't it? You know, it's an everyday, it's in everyday language. Oh, your self-esteem. What do we mean when we're talking about self-esteem? I, th- I think the, the main one is about how we feel about ourselves, mm. and then there's like caveats to that. Then, so what do we mean by that? But I think ultimately the starting point is it's how we feel about ourselves. So people will say I've got low self-esteem, or my self-esteem's low, or my self-esteem's being affected, and things like that. Yeah. So it's, a, it's ultimately the starting point is how we feel about ourselves, and then we sort of build on from that, don't we? And it's then how we, we value or perceive ourselves. Definitely, yeah, definitely. And it's based on our, our opinions of ourselves, don't we? Or what we think others yeah. think of us, and things like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Brian, yeah. It's self-perception, isn't it? And you mentioned values there as well. I think that's always a good place to start with you when, if, if you were to explore your, your self-esteem, you know, your sense of self. And beliefs as well. I think values and beliefs. It's about how we value ourselves and the beliefs that we carry about ourselves. Like mm. I believe I'm a, I'm a good person and I believe I'm a bad person type of thing. Absolutely, yeah, of course. Um, and it, as I say, I think a great place to start with if you were to kind of explore your, your self-perception, you know, and, and ultimately your self-esteem what's fueling your self-esteem whether it's wherever that may be in your life at the moment is um, what is your value base mm-hmm. what are you because oh, feeling connected to our values first of all we need to know what they are mm-hmm. and are they actually values that are in line with our sense of self you know yeah. because if that's distorted our value base to how we feel about ourselves if it's if, if we're not kind of unpacking that we're, we're inevitably going to have a, you know, a dysfunctional mm-hmm. sense of self. So it's also the world around us, isn't it, I think, as well. So if we have certain values that we see of how we are and, and how the world is, but then we're in a position where that's not what we're seeing, mm-hmm. then I think that, that also it, it causes that conflict, doesn't it, which then affects our self-esteem. And we're using the word self-esteem, but it can also be um, thought of as self-confidence as well can't it so sometimes yeah. people get so there, is there a difference between say low self-esteem and low confidence the sort of hands in hand aren't they I yeah think if you're feeling yeah definitely low in confidence generally your self-esteem's low and vice versa well it's sometimes referred to as the triangle of self-esteem which is your uh, your sense of values mm-hmm. your uh, confidence and approval as well mm-hmm. is the key and I, I really I think there's an awful lot that can be can be useful in exploring your sense of approval. Where do we get our approval from? Self-approval, you know, are we giving ourselves credit for things? Are we acknowledging, uh, you know, whether it's an achievement or a sense of progress? Are we acknowledging the things in our day-to-day life, even that that deserve acknowledgement? You know, yeah. des- deserve deserve credit to be taken back from by ourselves. Um, so what? what but also the approval from others. Where are you getting? Yeah. Your, where are you getting your, your approval? You, you mentioned. At the beginning of the episode about 
um, if we were talking about obviously needs being met, mm-hmm. and if you're getting all of your need your needs met by a job, for example, by your career, are you actually getting approval from people in your job? Are you in a career that you're feeling valued? You're feeling that sense of approval from others, mm-hmm. because if you're not, it inevitably is going to impact your your, your self esteem. Yeah, you know, totally. Um, so it's a it's the approval of others. So are you going to say something? No, go on. Cause it was good. I'm glad that you carried that on because I was going to sort of go into a slightly different area. But but I think you're right. I think um, it's been able to meet our own needs and recognising that, which can sometimes can be hard mm. because we tend to, um, in general, um, not prioritise our own needs first. We we think of others. Mm. Um, so I think if they're not being met by ourselves, but then they're certainly not being met. Um, by whether, as you say, whether it's a job or family and friends and things like that, then the two together mm. is when it really our self-esteem can really start to be to be affected. Yeah. And I think what what I was going to say was um, what can it affect? Like what you, you know, your self-esteem can affect whether you're what would you say? For example, um, you know, I think it's, like it's about, crucial. Like about it's yourself as a person as a starting point, but but like what are the other other things that that your self-esteem can actually impact on yeah what would you say oh i think it can impact on almost everything in your life brian i really do i think it impacts on what you you feel you're capable of it impacts on what you perceive other how you perceive other people so we call we we often in therapy we'll call it assumptions or projection Mm -hmm. so how we are assuming other people see us yeah you know and particularly if the what we might call the anxious brain it's got its hands on the steering wheel in our day to life. If we're struggling with our mental health, those assumptions tend not to be very positive. They yeah. tend they tend to be quite negative. You know, I'm I'm assuming, and of course I'm, I do want to point out this is often on a more subconscious level. These assumptions yeah. take place, but we are assuming that other people see us in a particularly negative light. Whether yeah. that's as uh, a bad person, a rude person, an unlikable person. Not very clever. Or, exactly, or whatever, yeah. yeah. And all of those other really, un, you know, kind of destructive, as I say, assumptions. Um, and if your self esteem is fragmented, mm-hmm. all of those, all of those assumptions tend to, to to rise to the surface. Even things like being feeling able to try new things, you know, and oh, that's that huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Challenges like. You no, know, but when your self esteem's high and you're feeling self confident, you know, and your confidence is at a good level, mm. people feel, like to take on a challenge and, and they'll say, Oh, it's a new challenge, and they'll say it with like, you know, sort of um, any task that's that's difficult. It's like, Oh, I've got to, you know, I'm going to challenge myself here, I'm going to do this. It's like excited to try yeah, new things, exactly. you know, it's, and it's the idea again of you almost implicitly you, you're feeling it more than cognitively. You know, thinking it out, consciously thinking it out, you're just feeling that sense of this is. There's no way I can fail at this because it's going to be a challenge, and I'll take it on, and whatever happens, yeah. I'll get something from it. I, I even think. With Whereas, if your self esteem is fragmented, you, you you you're more likely to be almost fearful of taking yeah. on new challenges because I'll fail, and then I'll prove those negative assumptions to be correct. Sort well, of that, thing. I think what I was going to say was, I think. That that's the thing. I think when you're confident, when you're feeling confident, you've got higher self-esteem. Mm. Taking on a challenge, I think for me, is it it's okay if you fail it. Like you know, if I take on a new challenge and I think you know this is a challenge, but it's okay if I if I fail it. Where I think if your self-esteem's low and your confidence is low, mm. the thought of failing it becomes 
catastrophic. It's like you know, I can't, I can't, I just can't deal with failing this again. Yeah, I, I'm. You know, I can really empathise with that, Brian. And I think, you know, I'm sure you've had it yourself. I've had clients many times who've come into the therapy room, and they'll pretty much say those exact words. Mm -hmm. I can't yeah. fail one more time. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like, and when you put that level of such a restrictive condition on yourself, you're inevitably gonna feel worse about yourself, you know? Yeah. And, that, and really what, if we find ourselves in that headspace, what I would say is we really need to work on our self-concept, our self, of course, which informs our self-esteem. Because it's not it's not really the task, whatever the thing is that you're saying. I want to do this thing, but I def I just know I need to eliminate the, the possibility of failure. Mm -hmm. We're we're inevitably setting ourselves up to feel worse about ourselves. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So really, what you need to do is I appreciate this is quite a, an overall thing to say, but what you really need to do is work on your relationship with yourself. Then, oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Rather than if I get this brilliant new job mm -hmm. I'll be everything will be fine then yeah. or if um, you know if my friend agrees to meet up with me that means I'm okay it yeah. won't that'll be a very short term fix and you, you know we'll inevitably find ourselves back at that place of I still can't fail if I fail one more time well when we think about that if we try and use that almost that third person perspective and step back from that for a second saying that about ourselves I can't fail one more time what an incredibly punishing condition to yeah. put on yourself yeah. you know yeah. And unrealistic. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. Because yeah. I think we're using the word fail, but I think, again, you can even take it down with mistakes, you, you know, um, making mistakes. And again, if, you, if your self-esteem's low, if your confidence's low, if you make a mistake or you perceive you made a mistake or something's not good enough, again, it's that beating yourself up, it's that I'm not mm -hmm. good enough, it's like, oh, why am I always making mistakes? You know, where if your confidence is high and your self-esteem's high and you make a mistake, you're, you're often able to brush it off and be like, okay, made a mistake, learn from it, move on, and mm -hmm. that's it. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, it's unrealistic to think I can never make a mistake. Mm -hmm. It's part of it's part of what makes us human. Of course, yeah. For what? me, mistakes is how we learn. Um, you know, if you make a mistake as long yeah. as you learn from it, then that's that's okay. It's, I mean, that it, it is a fact that as well. And you, you know, we see, we we hear time and time again people who are incredibly high achieving, whether it's sports stars, artists, you know, business people who are really successful in business, whatever it may be, that turn of phrase that you learn far more from your mistakes. Mm -hmm. Or, I'm not a big fan of the word failures, but I understand why why that's used. You know, your mistakes or your failures. You mm -hmm. know, we say you learn far more from them than you do about winning yeah. and being successful mm -hmm. and I think it's so true that it really is um, not that I'm putting myself up there with the you know the the great sports stars of our time but but I I've do I've seen you play table tennis man <laughs> <laughs> hey I love a game of table tennis um, but it is it's so true isn't it because if you think about it it's only when we reflect on things that we actually and reflect on ourselves as well that we do start to learn from our experiences, to learn more about ourselves. And I think I would suggest, right, that that goes across all areas of life and it's not specific to a, a an age range or a particular, you know, socioeconomic demographic or particular almost type of personality. It, it is, it, it applies to everybody. That it's only when you reflect on things and making mistakes or failures as we, as, as they might, they may be called, that you 
you're almost compelled to reflect on something then do you know what I mean and to, to, to learn more about yourself to- totally one of the most important parts I think with people coming to therapy is learning to reflect reflect how you're feeling reflect how your day's going reflect how your life is reflect on you know things that have happened to you so I think reflecting is is a huge huge um, part of what we should do um, as people is you know I think if we can reflect I reflect after every client I'll spend time reflecting on the session you know how I felt and um, you know how it went I, I reflect on my day I reflect on my week you know I, I, I use reflection quite a lot I do mm. think and I think that's where again with self-esteem and confidence and things by reflecting and reflecting properly not just focusing on the negatives either mistakes or things you've got you perceive you've got wrong but also reflecting on the things that you're pleased with the things that have gone well the things that you've done good um, often it's a balance which which is that's what life is so I think when you do that and you're able to do that that can help with your self-esteem as well because rather than just focusing on all the bad things that you or, you know what you consider bad things or failures or mistakes that's going to have a negative impact on your self-esteem if you can focus on some of the positives and recognize them as well that again in turn will have a positive influence on your self-esteem of course yeah massive and that's the thing isn't it i'm glad you made that point when we're saying reflect it's important that we're reflecting with with as much clarity as we can you know and we're given it and it's a balanced reflection yeah. of course and that's why it's a key ingredient of self-esteem because mm-hmm. this is the other point i think it's it's important for us to to really highlight brian when we're talking about self-esteem the the trap that I think sometimes we can fall into in how we understand self-esteem, what we mean by self-esteem, or what we aspire to with with regards to our self-esteem, the trap that I think we can sometimes be fall into, shall we say, is that people with good self-esteem are people who have a high opinion of themselves all the time, and you're constantly having that sense of you know real a real sense of confidence and I can do anything, I can achieve anything and it's excessively positive self-talk. Actually, time and time again research shows and any psychoeducation will will, will you know will inform us of this. Self-esteem, healthy self-esteem is actually having a self-esteem that is balanced, mm-hmm. that doesn't get totally. doesn't get easily affected mm-hmm. because it's built on our core values. Yeah. It's and it is it's continuously maintained mm-hmm. we do reflect well you know people with healthy self-esteem they reflect well they get their self-worth met mm-hmm. by things that are sustainable as well mm-hmm. you know now I know I, maybe that sounds I'm making this sound like an easy thing it's not mental health is never easy but it is achievable mm-hmm. I really do believe that it's achievable for anybody but I think that's an important point that healthy self-esteem is not a really high opinion of yourself at all times no. it is having a good balance so that you don't get, you don't, as you were saying there, Brian, too focused on things that you felt that you feel are negative or you feel like a, um, a disappointed in some way because we can all we all have that, you know, and and that's that's part of life, isn't it? That's important to have that, you know. We all get disappointed sometimes. We all things don't always go the way we hoped they would that, that they would, um, or plan they would. But if that starts to really send your self worth into a nosedive because something hasn't gone quite the way you hoped it would or because you feel um, disappointed or a disappointment to somebody else that's where your self-esteem your sense of self-worth can you know need some need, need some reflection shall we say need some maintenance 
because um, it's not about having a really high opinion of yourself at all times it's having a balanced and healthier healthy self-perception and also the right conditions around you you know so feeling valued uh, feeling loved and even if that's valuing yourself and loving yourself it's not necessarily external factors it, it, it's the internal ones but I think having those right conditions I think you know if somebody comes I suppose this is a, maybe a question to, to, to ask, ask you Mark and we, we can you know put me on the spot put you on the spot um, you know someone comes into therapy with how what they perceive or are feeling that they have low self-esteem low confidence what would we generally do to to work with that um, I know it's very individual but I mean as a, as a whole what, what would what would the type of things we would do to, to, to work with somebody to help them improve their self-esteem or to build their self-esteem no I appreciate it I think it's an important question um, so as you rightly say it is very much a person by person um, conversation uh, so you're getting to know the, the, the person in the therapy room one of the one of the first places I start with self-esteem is okay so can you describe yourself to me how is it you actually think about yourself mm -hmm. sometimes people will be able to reel that off and say this is exactly what I'm thinking about myself I think I'm a disappointment I don't like you know myself I don't like these aspects of myself mm -hmm. and what and of course that's all subjective that's their, their personalized perception but we all have that so you you know I, I fully accept and, and respect that what the person is is currently thinking about themselves so sometimes sometimes a client will reel that off that, that, that these are the things about myself that are as far as they can then absolutely true and I really don't you know I don't like it I would say probably more often yeah I'd probably say more often a client struggling with self-esteem hasn't really spoken about themselves or felt that they were given the opportunity to speak about themselves mm -hmm. in a, a, a non-judgmental space, shall we say, for maybe ever, but certainly for quite a while. And that's having a really, really destructive uh, impact on their sense of self. Um, so that asking that question, you know, so can you do, what is it about yourself that you, that you don't like or you feel uncomfortable about, can, can open up a really, often constructive conversation do you know what I mean so that's one of the first places I'd start is okay so what is it you think about yourself and starting to build the conversation from there you know let's get some detail into the mm -hmm. feeling um, the other thing I would say as well is I think I touched on this earlier in this conversation um, in this episode Ryan but I would really look at your your beliefs your day to day kind of routines you know practical routines your behaviours shall we say and what's your value base? Are they actually in any way meeting your value base, or have we even have we even reflected on what our values are? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because until you do that, your self esteem is always kind of, just in many respects, in the lap of the gods. You know, it's yeah. like we're not really taking care of our sense yeah. of self. You know, Definitely. we're not really trying to to. Um, To care for and nurture our our self worth, our our self esteem. So yeah. I mean, if we're not actually checking in with, well, does what I'm doing in, in my day to day life in any way correlate with what I would consider my key right. values? Yeah, totally. And I think again, it, it comes back to so one of the first things I I would, and again, depending on the client, but in general terms, one of the first things I'd be looking at is to start with was being kind to yourself. And some people can't be kind to themselves, so then it might be looking at 
why was that and then looking at how and that's a totally different conversation but again in general terms being kind to yourself um build trying to think about how to build those positive relationships and that like you said if the person the clients never felt valued before within the therapy room hopefully if it's the right therapist they will feel valued listened to you know and and, and that's just starting of building those positive relationships the, with themselves but then also thinking about sort of others around them mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. um again i'm talking specifically if it was within the therapy room but things like um sometimes challenging helping the client challenge their negative thoughts and beliefs they have about themselves mm -hmm. um you know really challenge them rather than and, and the client believes I'm, I'm stupid and you, you know and that's because they think it that's they believe it which then affects the self-esteem so by challenging that a little bit and saying okay well let's look at you know are you stupid what does stupid mean and let's look at that and, and challenge that i think i think that could be a good way as well um and, and also i think then maybe i don't know if this is the right phrase but to helping the client work out ways to step back from some of them thoughts a little bit as well and just be able to look at them i suppose that touches on the reflection part of what what we're talking about um, so I think they like the type of things that well, I would say in, in if someone comes into therapy with low self-esteem, how I be thinking about working with with them. Yeah, yeah absolutely, Brian. Yeah, I completely, I completely agree. I would say as well, you you, you mentioned there about positive relationships. That we we underestimate that at our peril. Positive relationships are, you know, absolutely crucial to your sense of self. Mm -hmm. Who are you connecting with in yeah. your life at the moment? Why are you connecting with those mm -hmm. people? And also, if you do have a positive relationship in your life, one a useful question to, to just, again, to reflect on, and I, I so often ask clients this, is what is it about yourself that is activated when you're with somebody who you enjoy being around? Because mm -hmm. they, you know, we feel at our best when we're around people who shine a light on us. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so that can be useful because you can learn you, you know we, we learn more about ourselves as a person when we when we just you know when we think about well why do i like being around mm -hmm. like someone i would say for me is not you brian i'm only joking <laughs> of course you good self brian so but but in all I'm sincerity fine. you know it, it's you're welcome you're welcome I must say you pay me for saying that. <laughs> but no in all sincerity it is you know so you'd look at that and go well okay well what is it about me that i like in terms of what do I notice about myself, what what qualities do, do come to life in me when I spend a bit of time with you? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Totally. And I think that's and that's why you know positive relationships are crucial for your self esteem because that's how you were being influenced. Do you know what I mean? I think the only thing with that you're right, totally agree, definitely a hundred percent. The only thing that people have to be a little bit careful of is that they're not using the relationships with all people around them to feel a void that they feel like they're missing themselves yeah no uh, yeah, yeah and thank you for that yeah because that's crucial i mean that comes back to um it's more of a a counseling term this but what, what's known as your locus of evaluation mm -hmm. and um very carl rogers it's very carl rogers i do love that concept though the locus of evaluation because it's so well it, it it's pivotal to self-esteem as well isn't it brian is that Okay, so what, what we mean by locus of evaluation, really simple. Or would you like to give a really simple explanation of the locus of evaluation? What was Carl just talking about there? So it's being able to um, make, trust your own decisions and your own gut feeling around you know decisions you might mm. be wanting to make rather than constantly seeking reassurance from other people. Mm. So an example I might give is like, you know, I don't know, you, 
you're going to buy something new and you, you might think about it and think is it a good option to buy it you know is it, is it worth it um yeah actually it is and then you, you buy it or you might decide no actually it's not well, oh well yeah i know sorry just to jump in there what would what will people think if yeah. i'm wearing this you yeah know, that's that's the yeah. thing yeah um, and then so that's you trusting your internal locus of evaluation mm. where if you don't trust that and you you go to the external locus of evaluation that's then asking somebody else what do you think and going solely on what they think rather than it's okay to get people's opinions but mm. then you decide does that fit in with my own beliefs and values and if it does then you make a decision so basically I suppose what I'm trying to say is it's making decisions based on what other people think what that maybe even that, that would be an external looks for evaluation that would be an external yeah. one if it goes against your own values and beliefs or how you feel about something yeah yeah um, and again the idea is to have a bit of a balance of um, but slightly towards your own your own internal locus of evaluation mm. what believe trusting in yourself believing in yourself mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. That would be how I would explain it. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, I completely agree, and it, and it, it, that's the key thing as well, isn't it? It's, the, you know, there there is no well, you should have a completely internal look of evaluation. We all have, an, a, 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 you know, the, the the capacity for an external look of evaluation. Mm -hmm. I've had it many many times in mm -hmm. my life, where that's outweighed my internal look yeah. of evaluation. And as you rightly say, Brian, it's that sense of the, if if there is such a thing, the ideal. Um, the ideal position to be in is the balance yeah. is where you are ultimately your your perception of yourself is the most important thing mm -hmm. you take on board what other people share what what you what we assume they they how they may perceive us you know above the but people that we feel valued by and respected by as well people that we feel are you know they they're caring yeah. for us um but as you say, yeah, the internal looks for evaluation that is really about, okay, well, what are my values and my beliefs and how do they how do they align with my day-to-day -day mm -hmm. routines, decision-making and so on? And that would be something that in, in therapy, again, you'd work a lot with, with the client, um, again, especially if you were taking a person-centered sort of approach to it, but even, you know, be different terminology, but in a CBT manner, but that, that would be the type of work you would do within therapy mm -hmm. with, with a client to help them with self-esteem. Um, as well of course yeah of course um the other thing i wanted to mention we've said uh we've only got a couple of minutes left today but i mean we can definitely do another episode we say this about every couple yeah, topic this, 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 this was a bit of a we, we were going to do a half an hour one and just see how it felt what people think and you know it feels like we've not covered enough of the topic we'll scrap doing the half an hour one and just go back to the other one so yeah or we could do part two or we could do a part two yeah and part three and three four five <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing I just wanted to mention before we uh, start bringing it to a close today is that so often with, and this doesn't just apply to self-esteem, so often if we have really, really calcified beliefs, we might even say core beliefs about ourselves, and if they're neg and particularly if they're negative core beliefs, it can feel, absolutely feel like nothing's ever going to change this is not my opinion this is not my perception it's a fact that i am a bad person for example mm -hmm. or i am permanently broken or i am definitely unlikable etc etc mm -hmm. so that's what we might call core beliefs basically in, in again in the therapy room certainly why i'm mentioning this with regards to self-esteem is because if we're really struggling with our self-esteem 
can feel like well it's not self-esteem that is def that is actually who I am that's just me yeah that's me and there's no change that can happen and what I'm re what I'd really encourage people to I really want people to know I guess is that that's something we can all be susceptible to because that comes from a part of the mind we might call it the emotional brain that is really powerful the fastest the most powerful area of the overall mind and of course that's where our feelings are rooted in mm -hmm. so it can feel like nothing's ever going to change but it can things can change you and that's where i guess therapy can be really useful as well if you're in that place in that in that head speed headspace is a sense of talking about things meeting a therapist feeling respected feeling you are valued you are listened to it can start working with those emotions we don't fight with those beliefs but we start to just just step by step we start unpacking them and of course in doing that we hopefully start to get a little bit more security and balance in our self-esteem totally no definitely 100 percent um, and also sounds quite simple but well two things really one thing is including how you're feeling it's never permanent it's never fixed mm. you know it's yeah, always yeah. going to change the second thing is just sometimes if you're asking yourself them things like you know I, I'm, I'm i'm stupid i'm no good i'm this and that just challenge yourself a little bit to ask yourself what if you're wrong what if some of those yeah it's a good question yourself is actually wrong yeah. also just one thing i know we, we mentioned it from time to time on, on the podcast and we, you know we're talking about the importance of feeling valued and having gone to a therapist and that might be the first time you felt listened to and valued just a little again other sort of almost a heads up on if you're looking for a, a counselor or a therapist just make sure that you know you're going on the right sort of um websites like the bacp website or psychology today checking that the, yeah. the qualified um and when you go and see the counselor or therapist for the first time just see how you feel and if you feel uncomfortable for whatever you don't feel listened to or you don't feel valued maybe that's not the right counselor for you or therapist yeah, for you yeah, so um yeah, just just I know we mentioned that from time to time, and I think it's important to keep that that sort of highlighted that you know it's important that you find the right person for you. And particularly, yeah, no, thank you for that, Brian. Yeah, and particularly, particularly, guys, if you if you're struggling with self-esteem, it can feel like a, you know, well, I don't know, I don't know what the the right way to do therapy is. You are the expert on you. Yeah. Yeah, and if a therapist in any way doesn't make you feel welcomed valued listened to in any way at all particularly when you first meet when you when you're establishing the groundwork for building a relationship then i completely agree that's not the therapist for you you know and that you know there are lots of lots of resources and websites out there for for being able to contact um people in, in mental health in supportive roles but certainly in counseling and therapy we would always say to start with things like the BACP website, the BABCP website, um, as you say, Psychology Today, things like that. Um, and if we can help at all, please do drop us an email. You know, we're always happy to give a um, yeah, our, definitely our, a bit of advice, or yeah. take on it. Um, yeah. Well, that's self-esteem. We've sorted that out. Self-esteem, yeah. being confident. Well, I think I think a couple of key takeaways as well is self-esteem is not having a, a really high, you know. A really grand and almost narcissistic perception of yourself all the time. That's no, not that's not healthy well, self-esteem. It? It's not healthy at all, is it? Um, and thinking about what are the what's 
low self-esteem preventing you from doing which we touched on we were talking about trying new things and, and taking on challenges building healthy relationships and so on um, that can be good motivation for someone to explore yourself your sense of self and the other thing as well like we talked about um, self-esteem is often uh, self-perception sense of confidence and also sense of approval which I mentioned earlier mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. where are we getting our approval from in our day-to-day -day mm -hmm. lives and that belief in yourself, isn't it? I think. Yeah. More than anything yeah, else. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Good. Feels like a very quick episode, which it's meant to be, so that's okay. You mentioned that a few times. Are you, are you not feeling very comfortable with the. We didn't talk that quick, did we? No, no, no. no. I'm glad I'm starving. I need some food. Okay. <laughs> is that where you get your self-worth from <laughs> thank you very much once again for listening to the Therapy Shed podcast take care of yourselves and everybody and each other and we'll see you next time and that's a wrap so I can get to Nando's <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're treating me for lunch <laughs>